0: Enjoy.
1: Brad Bannon, president and CEO of Vannin Communications Research, a polling message development and media firm that help labor unions, progressive issues groups, and de- Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. Brad, happy Friday, the week before Thanksgiving. I hope you have a great holiday next week, and glad to have you with me this afternoon and every Friday.
2: Glad to be with you every Friday, Leslie, and I hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving break.
1: Thank you, I, I appreciate it. And of course, you and I will not be working next Friday, like most people uh, will not. Um, let- no, we'll
2: be stuffing ourselves with turkey leftovers.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, mayo and, uh, and and carbs, right? Uh, you, the U.S. House voted to halt Syrian refugee resettlement program. Are you surprised? And are you surprised? Forty-seven of the Democrats uh, stepped up with uh, the Republicans. Is this j- is this just proof? Um, quite quite frankly, uh, aren't our U.S. House of Representatives helping ISIS because ISIS wants us to hate the refugees. ISIS hates the refugees.
2: Well, they do. And we have a long-standing tradition in our great nation of taking people in crisis into our arms and helping them start new lives. The House yesterday when they voted just basically can I say, pissed on all that, Um, you know, give me your huddled masses unless they're Syrian refugees. It was shameful, I think.
1: Um, I I agree. What what do you think was going on here, especially among the Democrats, Brad? Was it fear they would not be reelected for those that are up for reelection when you look at the 46? Was there an outcry from their constituencies? Um, Because it does seem, depending on the state and if it's red or blue, as to whether people are okay with Syrian refugees coming or not, like here in California – uh, people are not um, a majority opposed to it. We'll take a break. We'll be back. You can answer that on the other side. If you want to join us, pick up the phone and do so. I'm off next week. Pick up the phone and call me, 888 6 leslie 888-653-7543 to call, tweet, follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Don't go away.
2: Leslie Marshall, real people, real life, real talk. Give her a call now at 888
1: 6 On The Leslie Marshall Show, have you heard about performance-enhancing veggies that help improve circulation, energy, and stamina? Well, they exist. And guess what they are? Beets. Beets are loaded with dietary nitrates. They boost nitric oxide levels in your body for more energy and stamina, but they don't give you the crash. And with super beets, you don't get a crash like fake energy drinks give you. You might say, Leslie, I'm still not going to eat beets. And that's why I'm excited about super beets. It's delicious. It's a circulation superfood, and you don't eat it, you drink it. I put it in my smoothie. You can put it in water or your protein shake. Actually, I put it in my protein shake. You put it in your smoothie or water every day like I do. Here is is the secret and the difference. Superbeets are light dried, so the dietary nitrates are protected. It is great for healthy blood pressure, great for getting better circulation, and it'll feel that boost of energy and stamina in as little as 20 minutes, guaranteed. Superbeets now comes in black cherry flavor, so. If taste was holding you back you don't need to make that excuse you have no more excuses now I feel so confident about this product because I use it every day as a matter of fact I had a friend of mine yesterday that said Leslie do you really use this and I said yes and she goes because I've been feeling like sluggish and she's like I don't want to you know go back to caffeine especially in the afternoon and I told her to try it so she's signing up now because she wants to get the deal that all of you my listeners in the Leslie Marshall listening family get over the next few weeks all you have to do is log on to Leslie click the order button next to my picture or call 800-305-6011. And with that order, you'll get one free Super Beats canister, an extra 30-day supply, a free Beat the Odds book, and free shipping and handling. How awesome is that? But you got to call now, or at least in the next few weeks. Do it now, though. Weeks pass by quickly, and we got a holiday next week you'll forget. So remember this. Go to leslielovesbeats.com today. Click the order button next to my picture before it all ends. That's leslielovesbeats.com. Or pick up the phone, 800-305-6011. Again, that number is 800-305-6011. Talking with my buddy Brad Bannon here, and we'll be talking with you in just a moment. Pick up the phone and join us, 8886-LESLIE, 886-53-7543. Uh, Brad co host every Friday this hour, and he'll be with us uh, the next hour um, as well. And I'm going to be heading out to my vacate early, so Brad is going to be joined by Marky Mark-Ribaldi, my executive producer, because I trust these two guys with my baby this show. Now, we were talking about the U.S. House voting to halt Syrian refugees uh, resettlement program. And, Brad, I was asking you, with the you know almost 50 Democrats that voted for this, if this was based on fear, preserving their, their you know uh, political situation – Or is it it different because it's a halt and not a defunding and stop?
2: Well, I think personally, I think in a few from looking at Democrats who voted uh, for the bill to stop the immigration, uh, in some cases uh, they were Democrats in uh, marginal districts where they might have a Republican challenge. But some of them were from safe Democratic districts. and. Likely to get primaried, it's likely from people who oppose their vote, I would think. So, you know, I think a lot of it is just plain fear and paranoia. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, the Donald Trumps of the world have created this climate of paranoia and hatred. Uh, And I think a lot of people are just visibly responding to it, unfortunately, uh, including a lot of people in Washington.
1: Senator uh, – excuse me, Secretary of State John Kerry said the U.S. should not be rushing to judgment on Syrian refugees. I agree with him. Um, do you, on the tales of what you just said regarding the panic, the fear, the knee-jerk reaction?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, look at the example, uh, the message we're sending to the rest of the world. Hey, America's the place where the Statue of Liberty is, and now we're turning – on our long-held historical values, accepting people in trouble from other countries uh, to start a new life here, and all we're saying is, we, that's not us anymore. We're a bunch of paranoid maniacs uh, what kind of message does that send us, you know, to Muslims across the world uh, who are, you know, not terrorists, who are peaceful? Uh, hey, the United States must really hate Muslims. Do you think that helps us in the Middle East? Any? No, it doesn't. Uh, it's paranoid. It's stupid. And it's a really bad foreign policy move. So I agree with Sen- uh, Secretary Kerry.
1: Uh, let's talk about Syrian refugees and any refugee. First of all, people think that they have. we have no Syrian refugees. We have almost a 1,000 of them in this country. They've been coming here for the past three years. Most of them are here in the state that I'm in zero terrorist actions by any of them or uh, crimes for that matter. Um, and uh, it is difficult for refugees to get into the U.S. One thing that bothers me, and I said it on an interview earlier today in Nashville, Tennessee on radio, you know, is that – while we're all focused and looking at the Syrian refugees, ISIS is going to come in a different way with student visas, uh, sneaking in uh, tourist visas. It's much easier and quicker to get a student visa, heck, a tourist visa, um, than it is to come here through the refugee program because that takes time—anywhere from one to two, uh, one to two years.
2: Yeah, it is, and I mean the thing, and you know, the FBI director came out and said this today. You know, anybody who comes to this country, refugee from another country, Syria or not, goes through a vetting process anyway. That's why it takes one or two years. Uh, And so, you know, there's nothing, you know, special we're doing for Syrian refugees. Uh, We're basically saying you can come in, uh, but you have to play by the same rules all other refugees play with. Uh, They're going to get vetted. And again, this... Tells me this is just blind religious intolerance
1: and racism. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you know, there are people out there that David just tweeted, you know, FDR's program of hug a Nazi was what really defeated Hitler in World War II. And it's like, well, we didn't feed the, the Nazis by interning uh, American uh, citizens who were, you know, Japanese.
2: Well, you know, there's another example from that period uh, before the United States entered the war, and actually after we entered the war in 1941, we turned away thousands of Jewish refugees yes. from
1: Europe and sent them back to their deaths, and sent them back
2: to concentration camps like Auschwitz where they were killed. Yes. Uh, and we, you know, this
1: a- actually, actually, I don't thing. have his name. I can look this up because I saw a documentary. We actually sent back a world class violinist. Perhaps one of the best violinists in the world. we sent yeah, him back. We sent, we sent, sent him all- back. To, he was one individual that was on the ship that was sitting, um, you know, waiting, waiting for U.S. entry and, and denied. And, and it went back. He was one of those passengers. And they were just giving an example of some of the people that were on that ship that— passed.
2: Yeah, and I mean, these were, you know, Jews who were trying to escape from their lives— they weren't coming here to, you know, make a lot of money. They were coming here so they and their children could survive, and we just turned them away, and we basically, uh, you know, consigned them to their deaths in concentration camps by doing it. And I don't see why this is any district. You know, let's face it with the conditions in those refugee camps are like, they're horrible. There are hundreds of people, Syrian refugees, dying in those camps every day. Everyone we don't take is one who's, you know, good chance of, you know, starving to death or getting shot or something. And we're not, you know, this is not the America I know and love.
1: Oh God. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you, Brad. Um there's so many things to talk about and I want to, you know, get to as many as we can. We're going to take calls in just a moment as well. 8886 Leslie, 888653, 7543, uh is uh the number. Um Julian zelizer who's a friend of ours and a friend of the program, said that the president's going to have a hard time uh, pushing this through, the refugees. And especially, you know, when you see, he said this, uh, these attacks in Paris on Friday changed in a sense the political dynamic of this situation, this issue of the Syrian refugees uh, with the House vote, and even more so because with the number of votes they have, they've actually, you know, snubbed any threat of a veto.
2: Well, that's true in the House. Uh, there were enough votes uh, to uh, override the the two-thirds necessary in the House yesterday to override a presidential veto. But... In the Senate, they would have to get sixty-six votes, actually sixty-seven votes, uh, to override a veto. And I just don't think there are sixty-seven uh, votes in the Senate to override the veto. So
1: this—yeah, this you is- don't now. See, you don't think so? I wouldn't have thought so normally till I saw that high number of Democrats in the House that voted for this halt with Republicans.
2: Well, let me put it this way: uh, there are fifty-four Republicans. Uh, in the Senate. That means six Democrats uh they six de- first of all the first vote and it's going to be the week after Thanksgiving. I think that Wednesday after Thanksgiving uh will be a vote on a filibuster. Uh, Minority leader Harry Reid today announced that he and other Democrats were going to filibuster uh the bill when it came to the Senate. Uh and that means the Republicans would have to round up at least six six Democrats to beat the filibuster if the uh, Senate If they do beat the filibuster and the bill passes in the Senate, uh, then, of course, President Obama will veto it. And then they have to get 67 uh, votes, which means 13 Democrats. And I honestly don't think there are 13 Democrats uh, in the Senate who vote to override the veto. And I think this thing is dead on arrival, despite all the fanfare.
1: What would you say, you know, what do you predict is going to happen? Uh, You know, because one of the things I think is the further away we get from the Paris attacks, even though Republicans will incite the flames of fear, uh, Democrats, I I would hope, uh, will come to their senses Um, We'll really look at what the vetting process is and if there need to be some improvements, some some, uh, you know, uh, you know, tightening up of of the process that that will be done. But, you know, that uh, eventually these refugees are going to come here. Remember, people, even though it didn't come to legislation um, and we didn't have refugees, uh, you know, sleeping in the streets against fences on borders throughout the EU, as we see with the Syrian refugees now. Remember, people were very hesitant about allowing anyone from Iraq into this country. I remember there was a family coming into Sacramento, California, and they were, you know, people like not in my neighborhood, you know, that they were going to move into their neighborhood. And there were examples of this, um, you know, shortly after uh, we invaded uh, Iraq, which obviously was after right after
2: 9-11. Yeah. And, you know, well, let me say this,
1: you know, not I, right I mean, after, but I mean after. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah.
2: The uh, you know, let's look at the facts. There have been thousands of Syrian refugees living in this country for the last couple of years. Not one of them has committed an act of terrorism.
1: Not one of them has committed a crime, even, not just an well, act those, of terrorism. There you
2: go. Right. And second fact, that the irony of all this is uh, the people who, uh, who were accused uh, in the Paris shootings and bombings, not one of them was a Syrian citizen. They were all on European passports. Are we going to stop admitting, you know, French and Germans, too? It just makes absolutely no sense at all.
1: So if you you had to bet, I mean, you know, a year from now, we're going to be having a different conversation with regard to these refugees.
2: Well, I'd like to say yes, but this is what I'm concerned about. Um, I think that given the climate, we're probably going to have a series of these Uh, you know, terrorist acts in Europe in the near future. I think, you know, the Germans foiled one last week. Uh, The French foiled a subsequent attack subsequent to the Friday attack. And unfortunately, I think there are going to be more attacks like this, especially in Western Europe. Uh, And because of that, uh, I think this Paranoia, and, and that's what it is, uh, paranoia and racism, uh, is not going to go away in the near future. I wish I I wish I was – hope I'm wrong about this, but I fear I'm not.
1: I agree with you. I think that the we, – we were bombarded. we were um, dropping 64 bombs a day on ISIS. We are now dropping 87, and many, myself included, believe that isn't enough. People forget that the reach of ISIS currently – is far beyond the borders of Syria, and far beyond the borders of Syria and Iraq. There are people probably almost in every nation, whether it's one, a hundred, a 1, thousand, that that are angry with their own lives. They feel disenfranchised, and you know. By the way, great way to disenfranchise people: talk about a registry, uh, you know, talk, talk talk about ID cards, talk about not, you know, having the Syrian refugees here again. You know, I, you know, the more we bomb ISIS. The more there's going to be some ISIS sympathizer out there, some lone wolf that's going to blow themselves up. So whether it's one person, I mean, think about it. The hotel today, you know, 20, almost 30 people died. There were two terrorists that took over a hotel. Two, okay. Um, And when we when we look at that theater, when we when we look at the three different terrorist attacks throughout the city of Paris. And you have a total of only eight people, and I say only eight to create that much. I mean, look, we, we have nineteen on September 11th. So uh, you no, don't I you agree. don't need I mean, a huge number yeah. of people to create mass carnage. So I agree with you that we are going to see these attacks. And I I, I know people don't like to hear it, but I think here as well.
2: Well, I'm sorry. I think you're right, um, and I you know I'm sorry to say it, but you are right. Uh, but you know we are going to have to you know rise as a nation. Uh, and get past this paranoia uh, and racism because it just makes the situation worse. When we act like we're acting now, we, uh, you know, we anger you know, peace-loving Muslims uh, all over the world, uh, and that's just going to make things worse.
1: ISIS wants us to put a divide between Muslims and the Western world. They want the disenfranchisement.
2: Yeah, because that's exactly right. ISIS is looking what happened in the House.
1: Because if people Uh, don't hire Muslims or don't let them live in their neighborhood or don't serve them or talk about ID cards or armbands or camps or whatever or not letting refugees in, who are you going to go to? You're going to go to them. Yeah,
2: and, you know, now, you know, I I hate to say this because maybe Donald Trump's already said this. We're going to have Muslim American citizens wear crescents On their shirts and and coats, is that next?
1: Um, I wouldn't put it past uh, you know Trump, who is I think uh, should be watch you know wearing a you know swastika on his arm. I mean, there's really no difference between what he's what he's open to doing and what Hitler and the Third Reich and the Nazis did uh, prior to the Holocaust. Um, And uh, you know that was prior, folks, to the Holocaust. It was like, oh, okay, let's contain them. Let's get rid of their religious. Areas of worship. Now, you may say Jews didn't kill anybody. Absolutely, neither did. Not one American killed anybody. Not one American Muslim. Not anybody from this country killed anyone in Paris on Friday.